welcome to Books with Benefits. I'm Jada. And I'm Cassidy. And today we're going to be talking about Restless Spirit by Brianna Michaels. Um, it's also part of the Hellhounds Harem. Yep. So, content warning, this podcast is not intended for anyone under the age of 18. This is a reverse harem novel with graphic language, sexual content, and violence. A little warning, there are some scenes containing sensory deprivation and misuse of a safe word, which we will definitely be talking about later. Um, The following is a Goodread summary, which it's a little bit long, so buckle in. Haunted by spirits, she's running out of options. At first glance, she probably seemed like any woman in her prime, full of life, fearless, and dances like everyone's watching. Except no one is because she's dead. Worse than dead, she's invisible. No one can see, hear, or feel her. And who can live dead like that? Oh, by the way, she also has no idea who she is, how she died, or who killed her. As if that's not bad enough, dark spirits are hunting her. Knowing she can't fight them off forever, she's running out of options and is determined to do whatever it takes to survive. Enter Jack with his killer smile and wicked sharp blades. He can see her, touch her, and kisses like a sinner with no interest in finding salvation. When Jack offers her a chance of a lifetime, she's all too eager to accept his offer and follow him home. What she finds when they go through his front door defies everything she thought life was about. He isn't just her savior, he's something far more dangerous. And he doesn't live alone. Can she trust her instincts and navigate through the fog of her past to find out what happened to her? If so, how does Jack play a role in her life and death? Restless Spirit is book one in the first trilogy of the Hellhounds Harem series. Okay, that was long. I didn't realize how long it was. (laughs) Yeah, that was long. (laughs) I told you it was long. I was not prepared for that. Um, I wasn't either. (laughs) So, yeah, we have finished Restless Spirit. um, And I think we'll jump right in and talk about the scales we gave it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's hit it. What'd you give for overall rating for the book? Okay. So, I wasn't... I wasn't a huge fan of the book, but overall, I gave it a 2.5. Okay. Well, we I think we were on the same wavelength for this book. Um, I think it had really good parts, but it just wasn't all exactly what I was looking for for this book, um, and it wasn't really what I expected either, um, but I also gave it a 2.5 for overall. Okay. Okay. All right. What's next? Uh, smut. smut okay so this one this one's kind of hard for me i also gave it a 2.5 <laughs> we are right on it bud <laughs> me too <laughs> um there is kind of a frequency to it but it's not super it's not crazy detailed it's not like it's just kind of there right That's how right I felt about it. yeah okay i agree and um, then what did you What'd you get for Kinky? So this is kind of funny. I think you're going to have a different one than me. Um, I gave it a three. Oh, I gave it a two. Okay. 
And um, I do think it it may be like how we were looking at things in the book. So. Yeah. I I mean, it got some points for there being more than one partner yeah. and like some points for like a couple singular scenes. Yeah, for sure. But in general, I wasn't like, oh, this is, this is some kinky shit. <laughs> well, and I think the kinky part really was that ending that we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. But I really, I felt like that kind of pushed it up for me, but I... Yeah, we'll talk about this that scene later. But um, okay, moving on to fluff. Yeah, so fluff. Um, I'll be completely honest. My rating might not be super accurate because I don't really remember any fluff from this book. I gave it a two. Well, I gave it a two point <laughs> five. So we're pretty, pretty close there. I guess there's a couple. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can. But I still feel confident in my two rating with some that. of the things. Were one of the guys that I was really like rooting for, so I think he had a little bit of the fluff that we had going on there. But let's... it's just so cheesy. It was. It's it's very cheesy. It's a cheesy read. So it is. Um, okay. Which I think they have their place. So, um, yeah. okay. What's next? Uh, plot. So, okay. plot is actually my highest rating, and this is kind of hard. So I gave it a three. Um, I gave but it a the 2. reason 5, so. Okay. The reason I gave plot, because I think the idea of the plot is really good. I liked the idea of the story. It was just the execution that I felt was a little off. So the plot, I liked the idea of it. I agree. So, um, I do yeah. think I, I was kind of on the same wavelength with that, too. And we had kind of mentioned that right before we started recording um, that this we liked the idea of this book. Um, mm-hmm. And we... Honestly, something like this would definitely be something that we would pick up, like if if yeah. it had been, you know, if we had read the back of it somewhere, or um, probably not that good read summary, but if you know, <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, um, if we had like a summary that was a little more accurate of kind of what was going on, then we definitely would yeah. pick something like that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so okay, spooky. I gave it a two. Would you give it? I gave it a 2.5. Okay. It it it's really not that spooky. There are concepts that are spooky. Like yeah. the there's like these shadow kind of monster things that we um, don't know how to pronounce. So Yeah, don't catch me saying that word. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea of it should be spooky. The there's not like any crazy descriptions or anything like that. So. Yeah, no, it didn't, in, like, the last book we, we read, um, it was, like, s- spooky, like, couldn't go outside The last book was night. way more spooky. But <laughs> this one, like, I was, I'm unbothered, so, and I'm a scaredy yeah. cat, so. Um, okay, so next we're gonna go through um, an overview of the plot, so if you are going to read this book um, now, stop listening and come back uh, when you have finished the book. So this book starts out um, with our girl, uh, Sarah, but we don't know her name at this point. Um, she's a ghost. Um, Does she go by Evelyn? Or No, I think she goes Everly. I think that was it. Everly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evelyn. <laughs> um, <laughs> so our girl, Everly, who is also Sarah, um, she is a ghost. Uh, no one can see her or hear her or feel her. She can't touch people or 
do anything really and she's like cursed into wearing this Halloween costume um, as this ghost and so she's like dancing she's out she's partying um, uh, and she's been traveling and as a ghost <laughs> um, and so yep. she's partying this man sees her she thinks and she's like now wait a minute and he actually can see her um, and so the man like is like okay well like let's hang out and she's like okay Let's hang out. Because <laughs> she, well, because he, he's like the only one who has been able to see her. So, and he kind of yeah. knows that too. And he's like kind of mysterious. And she's like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm not telling you. And then <laughs> this is, this is exactly how it goes. I know. <laughs> and then, um, and then so they're, uh, you know, hanging out. And then she's like, if you don't freaking tell me, I'm going to lose my shit. And then he tells her that he's a hellhound, and then he gives her the chance to come back with him and become a hellhound. So, and and they do be fucking and stuff like that. So, um, she goes back with him, she goes to hell, she meets Lucifer, and she also meets uh, this man's roommates. And there are four of them, like four all together, counting the original man. Um, and mm-hmm. then we figure out that she was she had also lived there um and she was part of this pack of hellhounds so she is a hellhound and she has somehow something has happened that has caused her to not remember this um and so there's four guys that she lives with uh jack eli tanner and kaylin um and they all have their own little you know personalities and things like that so um, and she ends up living with them and like trying to find herself again, which is a, a good, I feel like that's a good storyline in general. Um, yeah, but yeah, so she's living with these men and at first it's like, OMG, what the fuck? Um, and then it kind of turns into something better and she wants to be like back to normal again. And, um, so everything is like pretty much fine until the end of the book because, um, <laughs> then shit is going down in hell and lucifer can't keep a hold on like these sneaky monster things that are sneaking in so that's what the hellhounds hunt these monster things that we don't know how to pronounce i want to say millennium but i don't really know um that sounds right (laughs) this whole podcast if i say this wrong the whole time someone's gotta like dm me or something but um so yeah the millennium are what the hellhounds like chase and hunt um to keep them away from hell um but they're they're getting in to keep them in to take them back yeah 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 so they so they don't get out um yeah and so at the very end lucifer's like shit is going down this is bad and they're like okay well we'll try our best and then they go back to their house and um and then there's a spooky man at the door yeah and there's some like a big reason why there's so many i'm gonna call them shadows i'm not trying to say <laughs> that name but so many shadows right now is lucifer believes and everyone believes that there's a traitor right against and hell so there's yeah so there's a traitor in hell and they're you know cracking the gates and letting all of them out and yes, yes. i'm pretty sure they also think this same traitor you know is the one by um killing sarah yeah. But she can't remember her death, so she can't remember who. 
she doesn't know. Yeah, she doesn't know. Um, um, and there's there's just a lot going on. Um, but then at the same at the same time, there's nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's just and something. Okay, so even though I love that idea of the plot, there the one of the biggest questions the author you know is trying to tell you throughout the book is how did like who killed her like that's one of the biggest who killed sarah like everyone's trying to figure out but at the same time you've only been introduced to like six characters in the whole book right and you know it's not any of them so it's almost like whenever you tell me who it is i'm not even going to (laughs) know anyway so it's not going to be shocking because i've only met right. like six people in this whole book well and i can't help but wonder who that man at the door is now i want to read that book so i know who the man at the door is but i'm not going to read that book because we have other books to read right now but yeah. um but nonetheless you're exactly you're right on it right on the nose because i mean it's this whole book you're like okay who killed her like what happened why is kaylin so like torn up because kaylin was the last person with sarah um and mm-hmm. he, like, kind of assumes fault for her death. Um, well, death, whatever, disappearance, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, yeah. And so he also wants to know what happened. And even at the end of the book, she still does not have clear memories of what has happened. So yeah, I don't know. I felt like I know this was a lot of, like, backstory building. It feels like, Cass, do you agree with that? I... I think that's what it was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. I think it was trying to kind of, and I and I'm not positive on this, but I do think this is one of this author's more earlier things that she published. I could yeah, be wrong on that. So don't quote me. But I don't. But know. um, I think the idea was really there. The plot line just kind of wasn't fleshed out all the way. Um, yeah, there were, and so, we both said this, but we do. It it really reads like uh, something published on Wattpad, yeah, which yeah, it does. I have no problem with things on Wattpad. I grew up on Wattpad, <laughs> <laughs> but it it just really gives those vibes of like how the pop culture references are in it, like the terminology used, the yeah, the definitely. grammar. Um, well, and I also grew up on Wattpad. Like I was, I read like. Okay, I'm really going to expose myself here, but um, I read, like, Glee fanfic um, for a long time. Um, I mean, every every night under my covers, you could catch me reading that Justin Bieber fanfic. So. <laughs> that and, like, I loved some good Edward Jacob fanfic. God, me too, bro. That probably explains why we are the way we are now. Jeez. I just really, I mean, like, I have nothing against this style of writing. Um, I just yeah. don't think it was what we were expecting either. Um, yeah. And like the, the descriptions of the book really don't set you up for what it's exactly going to be like, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, I feel like sometimes they reveal too much, but this one just didn't really give you a clear picture of what to expect. So yeah. I think that that was a, a, a piece of it for sure. Yeah. It was still fun though. Like yeah. I wasn't not happy. Like I wasn't being like, oh, this is just something terrible to read it just was really light and it's easy to just like you know turn page turner yeah it was it was a pretty easy read like i get sometimes Cass knows this too um like with dense books i can get like really stuck and like i just can't read but this i I think it was it was fine and it and it's not super long um 
I mean, it's got some length to it, but it's not, it's not massive. So, um, I think it's a fun read. And if you are planning, if you want to commit to like a trilogy like this one, then I think it could be a fun one to dive into. Like, like I said, we don't really know what happens after this. So if you read it, yeah. let us know. But, um, yeah, we're looking forward, uh, to talking about these, some of the spicy scenes we had in this book. Um, what do you think, Cass? Should we talk about those? Yep, I think we should get into it. All right, so first I think we should talk about uh, that first scene that uh, she has with Jack. Um, mm -hmm. When she's, like, first realizing that he can touch her and feel her, which is, I think it's a sweet, it's a sweet moment. Because um, she is kind of surprised and just taken aback of, like, oh my gosh, is this real? Which I think is yeah. a justified feeling for... Um, we didn't mention this when we were talking about the plot, but it had been um, five years, right? Yeah, I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> so, wow, look at us on the same wavelength. Yeah, um, so it had been five years of her being a ghost, and she had died on Halloween. So she has been wearing her Halloween outfit this entire time because she can't take it off. If she ever tries to, it just comes right back on her. And sucks. she is dressed as like what she describes like a voodoo priestess and let me just say i do think she sounds sexy as hell in this outfit that she was wearing as a ghost <laughs> and um so when jack they meet and they have their first scene he is able to make her like corp how do you say that corp corporeal corp i don't know how to I he's able to make he's able to make her <laughs> tangible <laughs> there's a word i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> but tangible but only as long as they're touching so i guess that yeah. was a part of that scene that i liked that like they had to stay touching the whole time i like that too or her clothes would all come right back and they would have to like start the process and i hate over. that i would hate like oh my god if he like lifted his hand off me and while my clothes came back i would lose my crap yeah um there's so a, for me, that was probably the most memorable part of that scene. Yeah, so there's a quote that from that one that I just think is really good um, imagery-wise. Um, and it's, they do be fucking. And um, he is, God, man, now I'm going to look like this is a habit. I didn't realize this quote was from this until now. Um, he's fingering her and he said, and <laughs> the quote, <laughs> the quote is... Warm honey pooled everywhere within her, filling her up, overflowing. I just like that imagery of, like, the warm honey. <laughs> like, I thought, okay, insides turn to honey and everything is just soft yeah. and, and warm. And I do think now that it, I figured out it's a, a fingering quote that makes a lot more sense. So yeah. if, um, there, if there's ever going to be a scene with fingering, Jade is going to find a quote from it. <laughs> So just just make note of that now. <laughs> Apparently, that's why I didn't like any of the quotes from this scene. <laughs> well, I will say that was a good one in my in my head. So yeah, um, it was good. You repeating it, it was, it was nice. Yeah, it was good. So um, so that scene, you know, it kind of sets the stage for her and Jack's relationship of like this. Um, he's trusted and um familiar after that. Uh, even when she's with these people who she had been with for however many years uh, after this, when she gets to the house and is reoriented with all of them. Um, but yeah, so I like that it's set up between those two um, before she gets to meet the other ones. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Um, Which scene do you want to talk about now? So, there the next scene that is memorable in my mind is she's already come back to the house. She's probably been there for a few days. She comes down for breakfast, and um, Jack and Eli and Tanner kind of end up having a feast on her instead. Oh yeah. Um, I will say a lot of the. I mean, you know, spicy scenes in this book aren't super, I mean, they're descriptive, they're there, but they aren't, like, super, <laughs> I say super, <laughs> super. Like, super descriptive at the same time. <laughs> so, I liked the idea, I, I mean, you know, I love anything, a threesome, foursome, fivesome, let's <laughs> fucking get it, <laughs> and it was okay. Uh, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that scene. Um, It's I I think it was I mean it was good it was noteworthy but I don't I honestly did not save a single quote from it so um, neither did I I just remember it. I mean it was a good Uh, scene though I mean it kept my attention really well and I do think it was well written I just didn't have anything particular like the like the quote about honey that I just read. Um, Yeah, nothing really stuck out to me in that regard. Um, But I know there's another one. You want to talk about the next scene? So the next scene that I... I don't know if this is the same one that you're thinking of. But okay. it's with Kaylin. Yeah. And I know you love Kaylin. I, I also love Kaylin. I love Tanner. Maybe we'll talk about the boys a yeah, little bit Yeah, we'll talk about there. them here in a minute. Yeah. Um, But one... So they're in, like, the bathroom shower. Yeah. I feel like bathroom is her and Kaylin's thing because she, at one I point, has, so like, a too. panic attack in the bathroom and he like you know talks her off the ledge it's and really it's it's good yeah so she so she calls him wolf she calls kaylin wolf Mm-mm. and <laughs> she says wolf uh kaylin's dark brow arched in response make me how the smile he gave her was slow to come and delicious to watch how many times sarah three he turned the water off and hung the shower head back up three and then she said, too many. And he said, too few. <laughs> so that was nice. Her, I really like Kaylin. Me too. As I just, a character. I feel like he's the most rounded, like, talked about character in the whole book. I do think so, too. And I think he's really dynamic, too. He's got a lot going on. Um, and But as far as, like, the descriptions of why he has a lot going on, are I think they're really, they're, those are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I and- agree with that. Also, it's important to note that Kaylin and Sarah have been together the longest. Um, like when they were still alive, right? Like before yeah. they were hellhounds. So yeah. before they were hellhounds, and then they've also been hellhounds together longer than she's been with any of the other ones. So, yeah, um, I think that creates something special between those two. But um, it's also just a really nice dynamic. I always love like the big, burly, silent, strong man. Always, it's it's always inevitable. every time. Uh, normally, that's my least favorite of the men. <laughs> Well, and we'll have to talk, we will have to talk about, shout out to Raven Kennedy and Plated Prisoner, but we will have to talk about it um, sometime because that dynamic is there too, and you like the other half, and I like one half, so. um, Oh, yeah, but I don't, I don't vision him as big and burly. I do for the other, the other portion. I get it, but I don't know. Okay. I do. We'll we'll talk about that one one day, but um, anyway, so this one I do think too um let's talk about our guys let's let's talk about them now 
Okay, so I do love Kalen. Like, yeah. I love his... Honestly, his scenes are probably my favorite. Same. His backstory is really good. I really like his interactions with her. Mm-hmm. But, like, archetype-wise, like, which of them is typically my favorite would definitely be Tanner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really would be. One, he's blonde. I always, always. love the blonde one. <laughs> Every time, which is which is kind of funny to me. Two, he is like a little golden retriever. I love them. <laughs> she loves love that energy. them. My husband is a golden retriever, and I love it. He really is. He is. <laughs> he's just missing the blonde hair. <laughs> um, and he's he's really sweet, but he's also kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's like kind of unhinged, I feel like. And I feel like that happens a lot in reverse harem. The blonde one is normally really sweet, but also kind of crazy. Like, I know you haven't read Den of Vipers, right? Which I'm really actually surprised by that. Like, that's kind of like a rite <laughs> of passage, I think, in Smuthood. <laughs> I know. I think I just skipped right over that one. But, um, like, in that one, there's a character named Diesel, which he is just like, Everyone knows about Diesel. Except for <laughs> You'll me. You'll have to read it. <laughs> but he's blonde and he's crazy. Tanner is nothing. I mean, not even close to that level of crazy. Now, not even. Now, when we're talking close. crazy, are we talking about like. Um, I'm oh, talking like unhinged psych- like, like psycho. Like Ferris. Like you, you know um, the one I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a scene in. Okay. Spoiler for. <laughs> For... Den of Viper. Oh. Don't want to listen <laughs> okay, to it. Okay. Um, but there's this. So, listen. Diesel likes some knife play, oh, some hard no. over knife play. <gasps> and there's a scene where he sticks a um knife handle in her ass <gasps> and fucks her from behind and stabs <gasps> himself with it while he's fucking what? her. What? And she like stitches him up afterwards. No. Yes. Yes, bitch. And literally, I love that shit. So that's what I'm saying. Tanner's not that oh level. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe but, I'll stay away from Den of Vipers. Jesus Christ. Honestly, if – and then you were talking about Ferris, which is the, like, Magic of Discovery series by Brett Andrews. Yeah, that's a good series. Um, I think Tanner kind of reminds me of Kai in those books. Okay, yeah. See, I could get that vibe. Um, Where Kai is also – I mean – He's a little nuts. Yeah, he well, and I think it's that other side of him too. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, so I get what you're saying with like the golden retriever energy. You know yeah. that my favorite's Kalen. I already mentioned that during this this episode, but um, he, I just really like that he's very dynamic. And your initial picture mm-hmm. of Kalen is this like strong, <laughs> silent, angry, angry. Man. I'm a caveman. I love. I that will destroy. Shit. I love it so much, and I. <laughs> I think, um, especially in this book, I like that he comes around, but he also becomes like a safe haven for her, and I really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think Kalen would definitely be my fave. If I had to pick a second favorite, it would be Jack. I think. Um, but- I know. I I love Jack, but he just has no depth to his character. I agree. Okay. Yes, I was about to say. I feel like I don't. I don't know enough about him to um. to make him my favorite. And Eli gives me major vibes of he's okay. The one from Magic of Discovery, I can't think of what his name. The other part of Ferris, 
Oh, yeah. See, I was trying to think of his name. I couldn't think of it. What is his name? Oh, Fisher. Yeah, Fisher. <laughs> so he gives me Fisher vibes. The one that's kind of, you know, like more emotional, like more yeah, caring. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, but not in like the golden retriever type of way. Just right. like I'm emotionally va- like available and I'm here for you. Yeah, I do think they the, – the dynamics with this group of, of men with, um, with Sarah really, really reminds me of Magic of Discovery. Um, yeah, it does – yeah, it does me too. So that's kind of interesting because I just read but those. I love, ones. yeah, I love Magic of Discovery though. Me those too. Are, yeah, good, big wreck, big wreck from us. If yeah. if you want to read, yeah. dive into Magic of Discovery. Um, Cam's my favorite from that one, probably. Um, of course, because <laughs> he's big burly man. I'll strike you down every time. Every time. Okay. All right. Hang on. Let's see. Back on track. I know we talked about a lot of books during this, but we really are talking about Restless Spirit. Um, so. I do think that the dynamic that is created with this group of men, I would be eager to see if in other, like the other books of this series, if there's more uh, multiple partner scenes. I would hope there are. I'm sure there is. I think I would enjoy that too. Yeah. Um, One of the multiple partner scenes that happens towards the end of the book. Yep. Which I feel like is probably the most memorable scene. Yep. I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um. Yeah, we here. We'll so we'll talk about that. I really do. You guys just buckle up. This is going to be an intense conversation. Okay, so something that we haven't really touched on—that's a big part of this mm-hmm. book—is that she has to get these tattoos back on her spine that all group members of Hellhounds have, and they symbolize like trust in one another, and for you know the pack to be whole, and for them all to be like a die, like a have a dynamic she has to trust them all and whenever she died she got those stripped away from her so she's working through the book and trying to trust each of them and she's getting her tattoos back right and like some (laughs) she's done some crazy things crazy shit like yeah with eli they played the knife game and then she trusted him um for kaylin it was whenever he talked her off the ledge with her panic attack yep and so then towards the scene at towards the end jack is they're working on getting jack's tattoo back on her and so it's with jack and eli and they pretty much tie her up um put a blindfold on her put headphones on her and a very she yep she she says something like um the same wasn't what was their safe she said I don't no know. she said think, she said what's the safe word and he said there isn't one one of them or was yeah something along those lines i think jack said there isn't one now ah, uh, there's a line i think here with i don't think there's any kind of problem with people like consensual non-consent right or um two you know willing people agreeing that Maybe that they even don't want to use a safe word and they're talking about it. But in the background, there is always a safe word. Right. There's always something that can be used. Um, Yeah. And in this scene, there truly was no safe word. (laughs) Yeah. Which is kind of scary. Yeah. So she is completely sensory deprived. They end up leaving her like that. She for 43 minutes a, 43 minutes yes 
she has a full blown panic attack, like screaming, crying, like begging them. You know, she has died. So she's having like these flashbacks of things that have happened to her. Yep. And I mean, I think it's kind of messed up. And then she does end up getting his tattoo from this. And she's like, oh, it was fine. Like, I he did what he needed to do, but I'm like, no, that I did I didn't like that plot point. Like, in this girl, book. wait a damn minute. Like <laughs> taking away a safe word because I don't think that that sends the right vibes to people about, you know, BDSM or the kink community. I agree. Well, and I think that it sent a message too, because that whole thing is like she has to trust them before she gets the tattoo. And it's almost like before you could ever do something like that with someone, you have to trust them. You have to know you can have a safe word. You have to, like, yeah, that trust has to be there way before that ever happens. And so I think that it was kind of backward, um, at least I think to both of us. Um, and I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know that scene. It really number one did not do it for me. Um, and I, I at least liked that even the guys in the scene doing it and the other guys were not happy. Like I at least right. like that. It showed that they thought it was wrong. Right. Um, but I really believe there could have been another way for her to trust him without doing something. like. Oh that. yeah. A hundred percent. Well, and I do think Kalen, it's another reason I love him. His reaction was completely, I mean, he was almost violent. Um, yeah. He was like, you did what? Like, wait a minute. So I do think that, the knowledge of like oh that this was like maybe something we should not have done um was there but i still hate that that was in, like included i really just don't think yeah. it was it was necessary yep i like safe words yeah I and um and some like hey i like consensual non-consent as much as the next person Word. and there are some books that really trip that line like if anyone on here has ever listened to or read um the haunting of adeline there that book i would probably i would have some of the same because i mean there's there's no safe word in that book at oh, all because they wow. don't even know each other <laughs> but um that book though i think i like how it's done in this one there's not that like character development and plot development that I think holds right. what happened and makes it okay. Yeah, I get that for sure. Well, and I do, I feel like, you know, even though this book, you know, I mean, it wasn't short by any means, but they go through this whole book and there are still things she doesn't know about herself or them. And yeah. um, there's still unanswered questions regarding her death and like, she obviously still doesn't trust some of them because of the whole tattoo thing. So I think it was just kind of backward that she got the tattoo out of, you know, this interaction. But I mean, yeah. I, I get I get what the author is reaching for with yeah this scene, but I just, I I don't think it was done. And I mean, sure they didn't do us. any like they didn't do anything sexual to her in this time, right? And like I get that, but it's almost like caging someone in a room. And them screaming to be let out, and you just not letting, like, yeah, not just letting them out. Them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it just, 
Well, and then you figure out afterwards that they were both still in the room, like they never actually left, and both the men stayed there. And, like, witness this whole thing, which I think is even more, like... I know, and she's, like, crying and screaming, and I'm thinking, this is so sad. And then, you know, she has this dialogue in her mind of, like, but then she gets super calm because she knows that, you know, Jack is coming. Jack will always come for me. Which, (laughs) I don't know. Uh -uh. (laughs) I don't know. I... I just think we could have done something better well, to get and, that tattoo. And like like we were saying, like even afterwards, one of them is like, I will never get those sounds out of my mind. Okay, well then why'd you do it? I know. Like why'd you let it we've happen? We've all been through so much. Right. Like she's died twice. Like do we need do we need <laughs> a third know. time right now? You're gonna give her a heart attack. And she had she has no problems after it's over too. She's just like she's like la la la. I'm glad we did that. And I'm like, girl, now wait a minute. In a minute, I'm Anita. <laughs> well, and I God. don't know. I just yeah, I don't know that scene. Yeah, we we both we kind of mentioned this to each yeah. other right before we recorded, but it was uh, I mean, something was off. Yeah, and I will say the sex scene after that part's over is nice. Oh, yeah, like definitely, yeah. Yeah, she is basically Eiffel Towered. We love that. With, I mean, still has the blindfold and stuff on, and she doesn't know who's who, and, Which and that's kinda fine fun. Which is kind of fun, yeah. But I, I um, don't know, and I think that, I don't know, I almost think, like, something like that could have elicited, could have elicited that tattoo. In, yeah, in the I just, or even just, yeah, like, blindfold, like, doing the sensory, but you know, having an initial scene with Jack doing the sensory deprivation and then having a lot of them come in when maybe that made her uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But okay. Okay. I I think we've gone on about that long enough. (laughs) Okay. So moving on. So if you read the book, let us know what you think about that scene for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Um, for sure. Okay. So now we'll talk about some quotes. I have some cute quotes and I have some funny ones. But we love that. I I know. I highlighted a lot of fun just the writing in this book. I thought there was like some a lot of funny kind of quotes. Um a cute one though. So right after her and Jack have their first spicy scene, she gets kind of taken mm-hmm. by the shadows that I'm not going to try to say that name. And <laughs> she kind of almost turns into one. So ghosts can, they can turn into the shadows. And so he's trying to help her, you know, regain her control. And so he says, stay with me. He pleaded fiercely, fight this. I know you can. His heart was hammering so hard. He was losing his hearing. And then he yelled, he was like, fight for me. And that I really liked it at the time because also you don't know any of their history at that point. So it's, to you, it's just kind of like this guy. She has this one night stand, and he is yelling at her to fight for him. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, I do think that was a good. I, that was a good quote. Mm-hmm. I had something similar um, from that same part. Yeah. Um, he it was that almost that same instance. I feel like it was come on, stay with me. After like right after, she's kind of been drained, and he's like almost trying to revive her at this point um but and yeah he was like it 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 is like followed by a series of like information about like what he's going through and it's like sweat ran down his temples and back his limbs shook his nerves were shot his energy was totally gone 
Not that any of those things mattered right now. And then all that mattered was that he didn't lose her to the millennium or whatever, however you say that. <laughs> but um, I think it was, like you said, Cass, really sweet to hear that, even though yeah. we don't know their history at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the funny ones that I have, I this quote. So I believe this is after she had already come back to the house. Uh, she had met the men in the house and she says those vile bastards could turn a nun into a slut and convince her to fuck herself with a cross she carried around her neck. (laughs) (laughs) I, that just, I was like, wow, we just like full scent right there. Right. Like zero to 100 immediately. Um, Another one, the water didn't get her wet, but he sure did. I highlighted that one too. (laughs) I swear there's, I, there are so many lines like that in books. I feel like we talked about one similar to that in the last one. We did. We did. Well, and that's uh, like, um, I feel like it's like every time I'm like, oh, she's wet, but also not in the way that <laughs> that we think. Like, it's every, they're in every kind of smut book, there is some kind of reference to it. Yep. Um, she... I'm not, I think she's talking about Lucifer in these next two quotes, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So she says, he had hu- he had a huge hand and thick fingers, and he kind of reminded her of the rock. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one, she says, sir. So she called him sir. And then she thinks, or should she have said, your lordship, master, hot sauce? <laughs> I think we were reading that around similar times and we were both like, oh, yeah. uh, oh my God. <laughs> um, so there's a part that one of them, one of the boys is fighting the shadow things and um, and then he comes back to the house and they're like, one of the other guys is like, well, did you did you fight him? Did you kill him? And, uh, and the guy responds and he says, no, we played Ring Around the Rosie and then I bought them milkshakes. Yes, I took care of them. Like, I just thought yeah. that, was, that was a very personality um, yep. kind of in, into exactly what that kind of banter between guys would be like. Yeah. Uh, there's a, another one. This one's a cute one. Um, so after she comes back to the house, she's a hellhound again. She meets everyone. She kind of has a, an attack and she wants to leave. Like, she wants mm-hmm. out of the house. She wants to get out of here. And so she opens the door and it's just like white. So there's no outside. Yep. And she says, where is everything? Where's the world? And Tanner says, and he kind of mumbles it. And he's like right here trying to get away from us. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my little Tanner. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's so cute. Oh, my gosh. And there's another quote. Now, this is just a good quote. So she loves music. She Mm -hmm. loves Nickelback. She also loves cilantro. And so she thinks, no offense, but Nickelback was like the musical version of cilantro. Which, if that's not so true. It really is. It really is. (laughs) I And I love Nickelback. You cannot shame me out of loving Nickelback. It's not that I don't love Nickelback, but I'm also, I have that gene that makes cilantro taste like soap, so... Um, now yeah. we all just a wanna be <laughs> We're gonna get copyrighted for that. You better watch out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh man, um, I do have this uh, one quote from 
um, I think it was right before the shower scene with Kaylin or maybe mm-hmm. during, but it's uh, fuck her six, way to, six ways to Sunday. Sarah was not going to get out of this shower without combusting into flames first. And I like that. Mm-hmm. So. There's, okay, I, I only have one last little thing to talk about. Okay. Um, there's a word used, and this is my least favorite smutty word oh, in no. existence. And a lot of books use it. I'm not knocking anyone who uses it. Can you, do you have, like, could you I, guess what it is? Is it slit? No, I don't mind that one too much. Okay, okay, tell me. It, it's cream. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, and luckily this one doesn't. But do you know how many books say, like, let me, <laughs> let me taste that your cream <laughs> or something? And I'm like, oh, no, I God, actually can't handle the cream. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, it's probably not my least favorite. I think there would be probably other ones that would I don't know I think I think that one is like is I, it. I normally don't mind when they use like you know anatomy words but I think when scrotum is used and I'm like scrotum was that used in this no, book no 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 <laughs> but I've read yeah, it in no. a book before I forget which one it was one I read not too long ago but um scrotum and I was yeah. like Ugh. I was like that's yeah, kind of like a jump scare scrotum <laughs> Yeah, just talk about like fucking balls or something. I don't need to be hearing about your scrotum. I'd I'd give them an extra point on spooky just for using the word scrotum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, God, I'm not giving you like your yearly physical. I know. Fuck. I mean, it's really, it's horrible. So I don't mind the correct anatomical terms. It's just sometimes they're not, they're not it for me, so. Yep, I hear ya. Okay, so I think that rack wraps <laughs> up this week. The scrotum talk um, wraps us all up. <laughs> yep, so next week we will be talking about His Darkest Craving, which is a monster romance by Tiffany Roberts. Woohoo! It's a short one, only 167 pages. Yep, short and spooky, just how I like it. Our fave. Um, so tune in next week, guys, um, and feel free to shoot us any messages or leave a comment on what you thought about this book yep later bye books books with benefits